Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Film House, the movie podcast You're here on that? Fun House. We're calling it Film, Film House. House. I think so. We have it's a logo and everything. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Mac Weldon. They are offering a 20% off uh, coupon, little uh, special for our fans. Uh, more info on that later in the show, so we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, first, we're going to be talking about a little movie we saw last night called Assassin's Creed. Timely, I know. Remember when they showed the Assassin's Creed logo and then the words Assassin's Creed? Just in case you didn't know which movie you were seeing yet. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Yeah, but that's the logo. That's all right with that. I'm always all right with that. Yeah, Best way to intro a movie. It's a lot of fun. So Everything um, was great. Real quick, uh, <laughs> my name is Adam Kovic. I am joined by Lawrence Sontag, Hello. Bruce Green, hey. James Willems. Uh, we are... Uh, professionals in the film industry. It's true. Uh, critics, Not if true. you will. We have been. For uh, many we years. all went to. We all have degrees in Yale critical film studies school. of film. We've directed yeah, film directed school. many movies, written many movies, Filmology. so produced lots yeah. of movies. When I say yeah. our opinion is ironclad, and mm. yeah. that is the word of basically the word of God. <laughs> I spent you real have U.S. money for a Neil Breen movie on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and it took like three weeks to, to mail to me. This is the caliber that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the story of Assassin's Creed to catch everyone. Oh, uh, real quick uh, disclaimer here. We will be spoiling the hell out of this movie because I don't think a lot of people are going to go see it anyway. So. Oh, there goes the, all the well, viewers. It came yeah. out like Let's a month go. ago. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. Yeah. And anyone, any like game diehards that are probably interested in this movie for the continuity? Hmm. I'm sure they've already seen it, right? They must have. part of my review of the film. Yeah, they must have. They I guess, have. well, to go, to go to you, James, who is this movie for? This movie is for Assassin's Creed fanboys. Unfortunately, I don't think that everyone involved in the production realized how few of those people there are. <laughs> there are hundreds of us. I know of literally there. two. Well, so, so name I have them. a... I can... That doesn't make sense, though, James, because they go to the effort of re-explaining everything about the Assassin's Creed Yes, but universe. that's what they do with all the Marvel movies, too. No, they do that. You know the origin of Spider-Man, yet, <laughs> but, but yet are, we've seen it twice in a decade. But those are not for Marvel diehards. Marvel movies are for everybody, people that haven't read comic books. This was I, not a movie I, for I, people. I don't know. So you, I, guys, you guys are doing the right thing here. You're arguing over it because that's exactly what happened in the boardroom. Oh, yeah, you're Because right. people were like, no, we need to make it for the general audience. No, we need to make it for the fanboys. And yeah. that's why the movie doesn't... One of the reasons why the movie doesn't work, I think. Okay. Well, Sorry, uh, I don't... I just think that it's so layered in things that are supposed to make you, if you're a huge Assassin's Creed fan, go, that's the thing from Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Except that it's stupid. Like in comics, it kind of makes sense because it's like you see a splash image. You're like, I wonder what it looked like when Spider-Man went from there to there. Because all I get to see is one shot of it in the middle. You get to see something's new for the first time. Assassin's Creed, the movie is basically just a slower version of a game you've already played. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's like, oh, hey, he's doing that move that they mo-capped from the first game that I played, and I got to control. Remember when I got to decide when he did the move? Now I get to see Michael Fassbender do it. And it's weird because metaphorically, <laughs> it, it it kind of it works its way into the film. Because in the plot of this, in the plot of the game, it's a guy strapping himself into a machine, going and experiencing these things. And they do say in the game kind of explanation, like, you can't change history. Mm-hmm. You can't go in and change anything. You yeah. just live it. We the call only that difference de-sinking. That is that you, the player, are living it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. That same policy applies to the movie, but it makes kind of less sense. And it's weirder from a viewer's perspective because it's like now there's layers of non-interaction. Mm-hmm. Now you're watching someone watch something <laughs> in a way. Yeah, no, um, you're right. You're, that's exactly what It does seem like a missed opportunity because there's one thing in the game where if you do kill innocent people, you know, innocent people who are like non-Templars or whatever, yeah. uh, it says, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ezio didn't do that. If you do that too much, yeah. we're going to kick you out You're of the game. You're desynchronizing. Yeah. You're desynchronizing. And that was always kind of a clever way of saying, like, look, it's a video game. We know it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and say, they, they could have the potentially done that. that in the movie, right? Well, maybe. I don't that know how, because you can't way. interact with the movie. Ubisoft had a long well, tradition of, of sort of couching game tropes into their narrative. So in Sands of Time, you could rewind because it was all the perspective of somebody telling a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you died, the narrator, narrator would go, oh, wait, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. Same thing with Assassin's Creed. It was all couched in the Animus, which is a video game that you play. And yeah, Adam, you're right. If you diverged too far from what history was, you would desync with the account you were trying to live through, which was a way of dying. And then just mm-hmm. you roll back right. to a checkpoint. Uh, so just to roll back real quick, uh, the story of this movie, Assassin's Creed, Michael Fassbender's character... Cal? 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 I believe it's Cal. his name. It's Callum. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Cal um, they called him over and over. Is yeah. on death row and then finds himself dead, but wakes up in Abstergo. So a there was already a society thing owned by the Templars. <laughs> Sorry, What's go ahead. No, it's, it's really important to, to recap. The, it's just Assassin's Creed 1. Um, yeah. What I realized, yes. so... It's basically Assassin's Creed 1. The movie wasted a lot of time establishing character wrong. Mm-hmm. So they... <laughs> They have they have Cal as a kid. There's well, you like mean wrong according to the, the video game, game right? Well, wrong according to the game, the movie's narrative. Oh. So the first time you see Cal, he's a little baby boy, uh, but he's trying to daring stunt because he's dangerous and he's got the assassin's mm. blood. But yeah. the problem is they spend the entire movie saying that that makes you violent, not that that just makes you rad and want to do sweet. Well, that's bike what the tricks. bad guys are saying. That was the bad guys' rhetoric to make yeah. to justify their means. Which I don't is, know that that's But the movie never even addressed that. Well, no, no, of course not. So not why really. why establish a character as doing sweet bike tricks we when sh- the rest of the movie, they, they say over and over again, you're a violent person, and he keeps fighting and killing everybody. <laughs> why then is his establishment... Is it, he should have been getting into a fight, except they probably couldn't cast more kids. I, anyway. think, I think what the Templars were describing as violence, most good people would describe as free will. Right. The freedom to act. A choice. A, a freedom mm-hmm. to do whatever you want well, to. They kind of explain that in the movie because in the opening, well, they, we fast forward 30 years where he's on death row mm-hmm. and we find out later that this scene wasn't in the that movie. That was never in the movie. Um, uh, we fast forward and find out that he killed a pimp Right, mm-hmm. so he was sort of justified yeah. in his action because <laughs> well, it's, it's, we all know pimps are yeah. the lowest. I was like they just they just like oh, went boy. through a glossary of bad guy terms. Pimp. Yeah. Like well, who will people be okay with this guy murdering? It's funny you say that because for half the movie I was like, why the fuck was he on death row? Like yeah. I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me because he's supposed to be the hero, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh yeah, he murdered a pimp. Yeah, and he went to death row for that. Like I was like, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, I'm sure Abstergo pulled some strings. This is a this oh. is a world in which oh, a okay, giant yeah, sure. corporate. Right. Like, all right, I'm okay with that. Illuminati yeah. high, secretly pulls all the strings behind that. I don't, I don't fault that against it, honestly. Like, my big, my only real huge major discrepancy with this movie is that it, you're watching it going, this would be a fun video game, <laughs> and it already was. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of watching it going, why does this movie exist? It would make it would this if this movie came out when the first Assassin's Creed movie came out. That would be cool. It would be the ultimate marketing material because yeah. I would be like, I fucking need to play this game. Holy shit! Yeah. Because it's gonna be sweet. I'm gonna do all this kind of running, and then you play the game. You're like, this is the running sequence from the game yeah. that I'm doing, but I can do it however I want to. Instead, when, it comes out the one year yeah, Assassin's Creed doesn't have a video. When game. there <laughs> are when there have already been twenty Assassin's Creed games, such that you're kind of bored of it. I, I mean. I'm kind of bored of Assassin's Creed and yeah. I think everyone is, which is why they felt comfortable taking a year off. Then you give us a Assassin's Creed you can't even play that just tells you Assassin's Creed again. It's kind of weird. Well, it's just weird 
timing. That said, that said, the movie itself, because I mean, like, I don't, I know very little about the Assassin's Creed plot, because um, I've played very little of the games. I've played a lot, and I know very little too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, like, because I want to see Lawrence's, I want Lawrence's take on this, because he probably knows the most about the plot. But, but from my side of things, I like to go to these movies kind of blind. I want to know what the plot is. I, I want to feel like it's a movie so, so that I can experience it as a movie. Because mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a video game. I don't care if it's a comic book, whatever. Um, and that's that the movie's very boring. Uh, it, just generally speaking, it doesn't... There, I think almost every single line is dedicated to plot. Mm-hmm. Which is... You're forwarding the plot for two hours, a little less than that, which is really boring. There's no character at all in anybody yeah. in this movie. Yes. Uh, and they have really good actors. Really, really good actors, which really blew my mind that they couldn't get... Uh, I, th- well, that's what you do. When you have a bad script, you hire good actors. But then they couldn't even save it. Well, no. So, yeah, because it ultimately it still is a script. But, like, you hire... So that way it isn't... You're constantly just, like, with this weird look on your face. It's like, oh, Ma- Michael Fassbender's saying something, and it's not until he's finished saying it that you realize that it was just nothing. It was nothing. It's just, like, hot but, air. There's also no humor. So... Mm-hmm. You don't laugh once. You don't even smile once. There's like, I, there, like, there's not even a thing that I was like, oh, this is fun. I was kind of okay with the fact that they didn't try and get any tongue-in-cheeky things I, into it. I was like, all right, well, at least they stuck with the tone. They had one tone consistent. Yeah, that's true. There was one consistent tone, but it was boring. But it's like a low hum. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like nothing, basically. Yeah. So that's, that, that's the way I felt about it as a movie. I don't, I don't know what you thought about it, when, knowing the plot. Well, plot-wise, uh, that's probably the only saving grace about it in that it, there is actually, like, Assassin's Creed continuity things that happen in this film that the several of the previous games have been driving towards. Mm-hmm. Um, the last Well, they've two, driven away in the recent years. Yeah, that's, well, hmm? like, the like the Unity the, and... I was going to say, after Assassin's Creed 3, yeah. the, I, I guess, like, going, going way back... As a Assassin's Creed fan, the only real plot I found anything interesting was Desmond's story mm. because it it was basically what Michael Fassbender's character was. It was like, yeah. this man is kidnapped. Oh, this evil corporation's trying to uh, whatever uh, get your memories to figure out where this mystical thing is. And then there's this story that keeps permeating through the storyline that's really interesting about, oh, where did humans come from? And then, oh, Adam and Eve and the apple. And there's this really kind of interesting story there that has a sci-fi element to it that the movie was hinting at but never got to. And then once they hit that point, uh, once they hit 2012, the end of times in the uh, game franchise, they sort of got rid of that. Uh, they just went a completely different direction, which no, made no. me sad as a fan. Well, I mean, after the 2012 thing, which was Assassin's Creed 3, then it just became trying to find the Apple of Eden, which yeah. happened in the movie. Which just kind of becomes the MacGuffin over and over and over sure. and over. Which is like, well, I was more interested in like the beginning of humanity and like maybe... The assassins aren't the good guys. Maybe there it is more kind of morally gray. They weren't going to touch on any of that stuff. They, so it's so funny. I, I read big games have done that a bit. You play as Templars for some of the games, um, and Rogue you yeah. do. Yeah, and, it, and and Rogue definitely makes the point that like the assassins and Templars are pretty much just children fighting each other for no real reason at this point. There's even a part where an alien race says, "You're all idiots. You've yeah. been fighting this whole time." In Assassin's when, Creed, the yes. games. Yeah, there's aliens. There's a hologram well, lady. Well, the, yeah. she's not aliens. They were pre-Earth. Pre-Earth, before Earth history, before cavemen, before all kinds of things, there was an advanced society of shiny people that lived on Earth. Okay. And then... Two of them escaped, which were Adam and Eve. Uh, And then they had uh, this piece of technology that they called the apple that helped basically evolve humanity to what it is. And I was was like, I like that. So there's... This is getting way off great topic from the movie. Great premise for a game. You're describing great, great premises <laughs> there's, for a There's game. this amazing moment. This was the moment where I think it was Assassin's Creed 2 where I went, holy shit, this franchise has won me over. 
there's a part where you as Desmond are playing, you know, as Ezio and this alien hologram thing starts talking to you, the player. Yeah. And she's talking past Ezio, but you're watching Ezio's memory. Yeah. So from Ezio's perspective, this alien's talking to someone beyond saying, hey, I know you're this is a message from the past to the future that oh, I, I know see. you found through this uh, animus type thing. And Ezio's going, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's such a cool thing. I was hoping for something similar to that in the movie. And unfortunately, it was just let's find well, the apple and stab each other. Can I also add that right before we were about to go to the movie, Elise, who did not join us, went runtime is two hours and, and 28 <laughs> 20, minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't find out until after we got home that she was. Screwing with us? Oh. No, no, no. She, she was correct. She pranked us? They uh, I re- pranked us? I read up on it. They shaved it down to an hour and 40 minutes, I believe. So they there's cut a, an hour out of the movie? Practically, yeah. How's that possible? It, I don't know. They cut 40 minutes out of it. If it, I, was, if it was, what, what was the scenario? Oh, I knew 40. that it was cut. Uh-huh. I knew that, that it was short. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't know why. Oh, what she you, pranked what, us. Yeah, she pranked us. Yeah, she pranked. made us think that we were going to see a really long movie. Thank mm-hmm. God. And there was a point, the, there was, as soon as it ended, like as it was wrapping up, I was like, okay, this yeah. looks like an ending. Yeah. This looks like an ending. And it went to black and I was like, hmm. oh, thank God. <laughs> we're going to get out of here by seven. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because I, I don't know if you feel the same way, Lawrence, but I kept wanting to like the movie a lot. Because I'm an Assassin's Creed fan, and I kept seeing things, and there were moments where I'm like, I was like, oh, very cool. Okay, I'm excited to see this. But it, much like Batman versus Superman or music that you enjoy that you are embarrassed to play around your friends, um, I felt bad for everyone else in the theater because I'm like, ah, no one's going to uh, like any get, of this. Yeah. I mean, Bruce and I are talking about it, and it kind of comes down to your personal perspective. I don't think – there's certain movies that are bad that I find offensive and condescending to me, right? <laughs> this movie I didn't feel was condescending to me. It was what it was. It was just kind of a low hum. It was just yeah. a whatever yeah. thing consistently throughout. The It has action that is okay, it has a narrative that exists to serve the action, which is what a passable. Everything is passable. It's basically you took your vehicle into for an inspection. It's not a Ferrari. It's a it's a 1994 Honda Civic, and it it passed the smog. Yeah, it did pass the smog mm. test. Oof. You probably should get an alignment. You probably might want to think about getting a new air filter, but it passed the smog test. That's not a glowing review. Yeah. And sometimes that can be more offensive to people because it's like. Everyone just was like, we're putting for par. We're putting for par. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever try anything else. Well, that said, like, also, because you're right. I also think the movie is something you'll never think about again or yep. want to see again. Yep. And I mean, it, that's what happened to me last night because I was like, oh, you know, like, I'll think about it probably like while I'm watching TV or whatever. I didn't think another thing of it. Like, yeah. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We got to talk about Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even remember what happened. Like, yeah, that, that's that's a that is a very, very bad sign of, of any of any movie or game it's or whatever. Toast the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which, there was, yeah, there was nothing original about it. No. And sadly, this is one of the times where games have better writing than film. Because so far, all of the Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, leads, regardless of how well they were actually executed, had more humanity and interest in them than Cal or Aguilar, mm-hmm. who are both non-characters. Yeah, uh, they are just they are just there to be characters. And then there's some other weird shit. Like there was um, the way they do the animus stuff in the movie is really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Not, not, I mean, b- beside from him wearing a robot belt, but <laughs> the, there was a part near the end of the movie where, in the same sequence. It like jump cut. Yeah. So there was this cool action sequence that ends with him falling in water, and then it just sort of goes to him on a boat, which is not how the animus works at all. It plays time linearly. I don't I didn't that didn't make any sense to me. There was a lot of just like needing to 
shove a uh, you know square peg in a round hole, and then they just they just hammered it until it went in. Yeah, the big arm is weird, and it disrupted a lot of the action sequences. The animus arm. Well, it was unfortunate that cut between the yeah. the stuff that was happening yeah. in the past that was the, some of the more enjoyable. So, stuff. so I'll explain the mechanics. So basically, what happens is uh, he would get synced into the animus, but they would put him in this giant robot arm with a belt and a thing that jammed into his neck, and then he's basically reliving the memories of Aguilar. Yeah, that's the film's the, version of the animus. In the 15th he, century. He climbs so, yeah. on clouds. Sorry, go ahead. No, but yeah, so I get that, because cinematically, you could see that there was a conversation between the creative teams that were working on this. They were like, it'll be really boring if every single time he goes into this, he's just lying on a white bed, kind of like the video game. The video mm. game can get away with it, because once he's in the white bed, it becomes a new game that you're playing. The movie, they know you have to keep watching the whole time and you're not going to interact with. And so they, they wanted to show a way to kind of show off what he's doing and how it's working. And they overused it. They got they got a little too hard mm-hmm. for their giant robot arm. There's a couple cool sequences where he's doing something in the past and then it cuts out to everyone watching him move and stuff in in the robot arm in the real world. But then you do it four or five times again in the middle of a fight scene and it just gets more and more boring. And now yeah. it's kind of interrupting. And then when you go back in, you're like, wait, where was the guy that he just hit? Like he just pu- punched a cloud man. But what happens to the guy in real life? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just kind of gone. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, there was some stuff in the movie that I did like uh, for those looking for stuff. But we'll the talk short about runtime. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to more of my... My short list of things that I legitimately enjoyed about this movie. <laughs> second, but first, I'd like to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Mac Weldon, our sponsor, uh, who's making Filmhouse possible. Uh, thank you very much. I can guarantee you that these, uh, this Mac Weldon's line of clothing is better than anything that you are wearing right now. Unless Ooh, it's Mac Weldon. Wow. Uh, Mac Weldon clothing is simple to shop for, and it is uh, made of premium antimicrobial materials, like their silver line, which means no bad odors for those uh, for you or those around you. I think we can all attest to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nobody gone, smells in here. I've gone weeks without uh, cleaning my underwear, and you guys never complain. So. Mm, I just didn't tell you. Yeah. Really? <laughs> no, no, I smell wonderful. I complain. Um, so Mac Weldon would like to remind you that they want you to be comfortable. Uh, they are very comfortable. I, I own uh, a lot of their underwear and their sweatpants that I got for Christmas. They are amazing. Uh, and they are by far the most comfortable uh, underwear and other types of clothes. I, Bruce has the shirt. I don't have a I shirt. I love that shirt. I want a shirt. I wear that shirt all the time. It's great. Um, and this is a cool part. If you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will still <laughs> refund you. So hmm. there's that. Uh, no questions asked. Uh, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you are wearing right now. I guarantee that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and uh, if you go to MacWeldon.com, you get 20% off by using the promo code FILMHOUSE. So thank you, Mac Weldon, for sponsoring this show and letting it exist. That's F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. Correct. The German spelling of FILMHOUSE. That is a thing. Uh, so before I continue down my line of uh, things that I liked about the movie, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to give you guys some trivia. Oh, I love IMDb trivia. I, I spent all morning skimming. Who was considered Did you know the this game was based <laughs> on a movie? On oh, okay. Uh, so uh, real quick, here's uh, some actual good trivia. 80% of the film, including stunts, extras, and locations, were shot on camera without using CGI. That's cool. I don't know where they got the percentage, but there it is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because someone probably said it in an interview, and then someone typed it in hoping for their free internet yep. points. <laughs> what is that? Wait. Wait, 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 wait. So not basically 80% of the film is not... Entirely practical, no touch-ups, no nothing? Well... Because I call bullshit. That's Look at that. that. Yeah, I was going to say. No. There was not a single non-color-corrected, non-smoggy <laughs> Oh, color-corrected well, no, doesn't count. That doesn't you color-correct the whole film. That's not... Well, fine. C- CGI, I, I mean overtly color-corrected. CGI is like the fucking owl that was flying around 
<laughs> that's CG. I believe you. But like all the dumbass eagle? smoke. Yeah, they mean whatever. they mean someone j- jumped off a roof. Yeah. And landed on another like they did roof. the stunts. Those. That, oh, those, I call bullshit they, on that too. <laughs> Man, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, Lawrence we know here. better than IMDb trivia because uh, they all look like marshmallow people, even in the action sequences. Anyway, sorry. Go Moving ahead. on to the uh, the true gem of the uh, IMDb trivia. This is towards the bottom. Bruce so you know it's considered good. for the role. No, Olivia Munn expressed Ooh. interest in appearing in the film. Ten out of thirty people found and this she's interesting. Also probably not, she's not during she's not in the movie. Of the attack is. of the show. Yeah, <laughs> no, I would love to be in that movie. Uh, my favorite thing is when an actor expresses interest in wanting work, and then that's, they don't get work. That's uh, that is great. I'd like to I'll put it out there right now. I'm expressing interest in starring in mm-hmm. what should I star in uh, the Mass Effect movie okay, okay. Right. I'm expressing interest in uh, an episode 9 okay. extra role I just want to be an extra in Star Wars I'm going to okay. express interest in being add the lead to the, add that okay to the right, James is expressing interest in the lead I'll be an extra yep. okay. there we go uh, so a quick rundown of the things that I actually enjoyed about this film as an Assassin's Creed fan and as a fan of film um, the I thought the for whatever reason the screen we were on was very dark and it's strange going back and watching a lot of these clips on YouTube because it looks like the color is actually correct on these. But I think the it was just um, a dark movie. Some well, of the, some of the cinematography was actually really well done. Some of the action was really well done. And I they got the uh, same director and DP as uh, Macbeth, which is a beautiful film. And so I will say, as far as video game movies go, it's definitely one of the better looking ones, hmm. if not the best looking video game movie I think I've ever seen. That's valid. Um, I th- I feel like some of the action, especially at the beginning. There are a lot of really quick cuts and blurry close-up shots. Yes. When it's not jarring, it's good. Like yeah. when they're doing long, like I like the parkour and like the big open fight scenes. But when they did the quick, like Batman, yeah, you know, kind of cuts, like Batman that, fight stuff, I was like, I didn't like it. That stuff really bothers me, especially. I feel like we've kind of moved on past those sorts of action sequences as like as a society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so now, when like you know, when I see like they did this in Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Like, yeah, those are bad movies, but there's some really cool fight scenes that are just one continuous take. Uh, and they could have done that kind of stuff with Assassin's Creed, and I felt like they didn't do it as much as I wanted them to. Or at all. So, or Yeah, there were times, I mean, like, there were times that it just didn't feel like they were doing anything. So what's frustrating is that this that shot is longer than what they used in the film. There, there are some decent, decent, provided you stitch them together in your head and kind of override the, the manic editing. Um, there are some decent action sequences. There's like some really good free running sequences. There's some really good combat. But yeah, they're all slaughtered by cutting into, out of cl- tight shots, cutting back to Callum with a stupid arm around him. There are three or four cuts per second in some of these. And that may be a little harsh, maybe two to three, but still. 80% of all cuts were done at uh, <laughs> three seconds or more. Yeah, it gets, uh, exactly. Um, Olivia it, Munn expressed interest yeah. in having more cuts <laughs> in editing. <laughs> um, it for me that that ruined the action, and I hate that more. I hate it when there's good action that I can't see, mm-hmm. and I felt like that that was the case with Assassin's Creed. And also having having seen some of their set photos and stuff, they had the space to do a nice, like intelligible shot, but maybe the stunt stunt people couldn't do it all in one go, or who 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 the fuck knows? But yeah. it's such a shame because up until they either edited it or filmed it, there was some really good action, at least on, you know, in somebody's head. Um, but it didn't did not survive. And I, I will say, uh, the thing that I actually walked away from the movie enjoying was the ending. Once again, we're going to spoil this heavily. Hmm. Um, it makes no fucking sense why the Templars have kept all these uh, assassins alive while they're all keeping them in this, like, sort of jail system. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, they're done with them, so I don't know why they're all there. But they, there's a big escape at the end, and all the assassins have now 
basically did what Desmond never did in the video games, which always bothered me, where they are now modern-day assassins because they inherited did the it traits. Did it? You remember when that he snuck sequence? around that, yeah. that stadium? You got, a parachute, you got a parachute into Abstergo? That was the end of Assassin's That was basically, I was looking forward to a game that was modern-day assassin yeah. that had minimal going back in times, but you were doing, like, cool ninja assassin stuff without any guns or anything like that. But anyway, that aside, there's, a, there's an escape scene, and then you start to kind of see modern-day assassins, and then they leave it somewhat open of, like, okay, now these guys are modern-day assassins in the modern world. Neat. Pretty cool. Unfortunately, that's the end of the movie. Well, and they, probably yeah. the end of the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> they know. also... Maybe the end of the cinematic franchise. Most yeah. likely, yes. Yeah, I don't think anything... It's also weird. I'm, I was more confused by the ending than I was through the rest of the confusing movie. I wasn't sure what anyone was trying to do. I think uh, Apple-haired girl is now a new villain for some reason. Even, even though, though she was literally confronted with her demons yeah. at the end of it, and she was like, oh, I repent. Yeah, and it's like, all right, you've been spared, and then she's like, ah, now I do it for We're me. About Marion Cotillard, yeah. yeah, yeah, she she was an assassin. Spoiler That's alert. another thing too. She was she absolutely also, an assassin. She saw that she was an assassin, but then at the end, she's a bad guy. So right. she's going to be an assassin. Well, the funny thing too is in this whole universe, and they they did a very poor job explaining this. Spoil the third movie, right? The third movie, huh? yeah. Oh no, I was just saying the, the difference between assassins and templars is like very minor. It, it's it becomes very much like well, they they tried to deepen it a bit in the film by they tried to recontextualize because uh, Abstergo slash the Templars have just wanted control, and yeah, yeah, it was all crouched in like oh, we can bring world peace if we control everything. Hmm. And in the movie, they recontextualize it, which I kind of enjoy to to it being more of a philosophical argument, like you were saying before. Now. Now the Templars, or at least part of the Templars, identify free will as the issue, that if humankind have free will, free, yeah, they'll always be fighting and fucking for the rest of mankind. Take away free will. Yeah, and it's yeah. That, then it becomes like it's, okay, a lot of movies tread on this when they try to get deep, is that like, no, human beings need free will, even if they make mistakes, because that's what humanity is, and love, and peace, and all that stuff, except the movie did a terrible job well, um, making the assassins seem human. Well, we've seen in past games and stuff like that, where things that I've liked, where they've had characters like uh, Connor... From Assassin's Creed Three, who's an assassin, and then his father's a Templar. I was like, that's a, that's a neat thing that they can be from the same bloodline, and they can go one way or the other. Not a big deal. It's, it sounds like they're doing that with uh, Jeremy Irons and Marion Cotillard. Right, uh, but the ending is so unclear as yeah. to what it's vague. Yeah, she just sort of recites a, a Shakespeare quote or something like that after her father is killed. But um, it's unclear whether or not she's upset that he's dead or happy that he's dead. I, I couldn't tell. And whether or not she <laughs> seeks the approval of the overseer of the Templars or doesn't seek the approval. I, I, well, I I mean, the games do this a lot. It'll it'll drop on a, a question mark, and then no, you yeah. have to play the next one. So I, I, mm-hmm. I can, I mean, I don't know who ultimately creatively was responsible, but I, I, what I, what I felt from that was that it works so well in the games. We just leave them on a cliffhanger. Works well in the games. Just give them some some gray area where they don't know what's up, and then they'll play the next one because they're trying to figure out what's going on. We they've also shown the clip a couple. It's reminding me of my least favorite part of the whole movie. Uh, it's been in the clips that we've been watching this whole time. But at the very first action sequence, it ends with them grabbing a child and escaping on a wagon, mm-hmm. and they eliminate all the other threats, but they're headed towards a cliff. I know, I think I know what you're just and then and then there's a female assassin who's riding the horses. And she's like, protect the child. And then she unhooks the wagon. And then the wagon heads towards the cliff. But there's no reason because if you notice, the horses just follow the path. Yeah. So if she hadn't unhooked anything, be fine. the horses would have just turned left and then you would have just ridden away. 
Mm. That was a that the reason they did that was so that we didn't want to see horses die in a movie. That's I'm, like for me. For me, I I was like, oh wow, they're gonna kill horses. Like I was expecting the whole thing to go off the cliff. Yeah, and then that's not what happened. Well, but it's it's all it's almost too like yeah. They assume like horses running wild go off the cliff yeah, that makes and sense. stuff like that. You can't stop. What can you do when a horse is all crazy right. and stuff? And then someone goes, well, why would a horse? That doesn't make sense. Horses would just not. They won't kill themselves. They just not. They just stop right. And then someone goes, you're right. So we got to get rid of those horses, <laughs> which then the makes solution. even less sense yep. than right. yep. the horses just running off a cliff. Yeah. They also yeah. took out the uh, in that in that the single shot that all the nerds had a problem with, where she like double palms and then they slide down, even though she has blades on her wrists. They took the blades away. Wait, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So they show it in every single trailer because it's it's legitimately the coolest action shot of the film when Lady Nin- Lady Ninjas fucking oh, does the double owning up those two dudes and then does a double palm mm-hmm. and everyone like took gifts of them they would just they just like slump straight down except she had knives so oh. it's like did she just cut them straight Aha, up their bodies I see what are you um, talking about they go no and no in the trailer they're out when the dudes slide the down the knives are still out? out yeah oh. so everybody had a problem with that they just took the they just took the knives away well. they, they just unclicked that layer in after effects and that's the movie. That's how movies are made. I mean, but uh, to me, that's the same kind of problem solving of yeah. of like, w- we oh shit. It. Well, let's just take it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do like that. I mean, they time appropriate. They did. Uh, Aguilar doesn't have his his blade finger, so that's something. Uh, it's, they didn't call that out. That's one stupid game reference. That oh, you. I believe you guys were at on. the snack stand. Um, <laughs> but the, the very opening of the film is actually the assassins thing where they remove the the ring finger. Oh, mm-hmm. um, which I always thought was like kind of a cool thing because it's like okay, but they never really touch on it. Yeah. They never explain it, um, which is okay. But once again, that's like that feeling after I saw Batman for Superman with everyone where I felt like. I had to explain things to people, yeah. and that is not a good film. No, it's true. Um, which right. is really unfortunate. It's also the opening. That's like so what's supposed to get you really jazzed for it. Something that you don't understand it, happening. It's one of it doesn't tie in it to anything later. It's so, oh. it's so unfortunate. The the thing that makes me sad about this film is it just feels like wasted potential because yeah. Assassin's Creed is an interesting concept that could easily make an interesting movie. But I, I don't know if they were too concerned of either trying to appease everybody or nobody. Like I, I it feels like there was a lot of infighting uh with this production it just seems strange because i don't even as a fan of film and as a fan of assassin's creed i did walk away going dang it there's a certain certain caliber of films that should at the very beginning and if they do they get a total pass say wwe films presents (laughs) (laughs) and this seems like it should be but it doesn't have that so you judge it more harshly fake fog on every shot (laughs) wwe films yeah Uh, so no. that's Sniper anyway. 3. Either way, don't even watch it on television. <laughs> I really honestly think it's a total waste I, of time. I, I think um, I would say if you're a fan of the games, I think you might get something out of this. <sighs> it might end up making you more angry. So yeah. I, I, I hope something comes of this. You get to see parts of Abstergo you don't see in the games. You get to see the CEO of Abstergo, uh, which is kind of cool. Mm. I think Jeremy Irons does a good job being an aloof you can Google like, it. authoritarian. Yeah, you can... <laughs> You can Google everything and read it in a wiki, and you'll save money and time, which is is I don't sadly know. where if this, you have this something else you on. need to do, like fold laundry or play a mobile game, throw Assassin's Creed on. Sure, it's the it's like the arrow. It's of better movies. than a TV being off, but not necessarily better than wanting to actually watch something. <laughs> uh, well, okay, since we're we're hitting the final thoughts, uh, I will leave you with this. The budget of the film was an estimate of $125 million. That's a lot of money. The opening weekend was $10.2 million in the mm, U.S. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, here in the U.S., the movie has grossed $49 million, oh. a little shy of 50 Wow. How much uh, of that is Jack? Worldwide, though, 
Jack has helped get the movie to uh, $148 million, which means it has made its money back. Ding well, ding. not marketing. Yeah, typically marketing. No, no, no. This movie they, has been... They, uh, cut, they cut before there are, we could see the knives. There are time. so many billboards on my drive yeah, to work. I'm sure the marketing budget... Billboards don't cost yeah, that much. Do they not? They, no, say, they, say, they also say usually the marketing budget is equal to the budget of the film. Typically. Oof. So, usually you double the whole thing, and it's around $250 million. So I don't know if they're going to make a second one of these. They might, though. I kind of hope they do, and maybe they just do a lower-budget version. Maybe I don't know. I think Ubisoft is making money on their games, and then Fox got involved and said, we'd like to make money on your games, too. And so then they teamed up, and now Fox is probably like, all right, well, your games aren't going to make us as much money as you wanted, so let's let's move on to something else. I, I feel like there could potentially one day be a good video game movie out there. Um, this had the makings of it, but it unfortunately hit, missed the mark. Yeah, and that, really that the mark. bums me out as a, an Assassin's Creed mm, fan. There's plenty so. of video games you can play if yeah. you want to experience movie-like shit. It had, it had all the production of... value. It didn't it didn't have like that spark that, that makes a movie good or more interesting than all the little bits that get thrown into the bin. Yep, Just like continuity between shots human interests, like all, all the little gray areas that you can't put on a dry erase board or just not in the film at all. Uh, so with all that said, uh, thank you for watching this episode of Funhouse, Filmhouse. Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to try to work on getting an audio version out there some way, somehow. If you enjoy this, tell a friend, please. And uh, thank you, everyone listening. And thank you to our sponsor, Mac Walden, for making the show possible. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Right. Say bye. <laughs> yeah. She did. <laughs> there it is. They added the knives back.